It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, y'all? It's the best bits of the week. Morgan here, as you know me, Morgan number two. And what I do, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, is I basically talk about the Bobby Bones Show's best seven segments from the show this week. And that's really hard to break down, but I base it off y'all's engagement, what you guys call in the most about, you know, all the metrics. But my favorite part about this podcast is that I bring on somebody and we talk about real life and things outside of the show. And this weekend, I brought on Abby. What's up, girl? What's up? You ready to get down and talk about some crazy things? I am ready. All the things. We got a lot to discuss. We do. I say that every beginning of podcast, but truly, I think we we work so much. All of us like sit in these studios that it's not often we actually get to catch up on life. I know we really don't. Like we may be around each other all the time, but we really (laughs) don't get to catch up that often. I feel like you and I catch up when we do this. Yes. Like, oh, I learned that about you this week. Okay. Here's what's happening in your life. That's how I figure out what's happening with everybody. It's like every weekend I get a new tidbit about what's happening (laughs) in people's lives. Right. I know. So we're just going to get started because I don't want to give any juicy stuff away quite yet, but we're going to get going. Okay. I'm ready. Woohoo. It's really fun when we bring on guests that are just a little bit different. And this one was definitely different. We brought on a meat scientist, Dr. Drew. He is Amy's nephew-in-law or, you know, to, to break it down, he is her niece's husband. And he came on and basically answered all of our meat questions. So, I mean, as a vegetarian, this was weird for me. I know. Did you learn a lot? Uh, Or you just didn't really care? Listen, I mean, here's the thing. As like a vegetarian, I don't care that other people eat meat. That's not my prerogative to cure the world of people eating meat. (laughs) Right. Um, But I thought some of his comments were interesting. I was kind of like, okay, uh, all right, we're we're fighting vegetarians and meat eaters here. This is what's (laughs) happening. I know. But I have a question for you. Because you aren't vegetarian or vegan. Nope, I'm not. Have you always eaten meat? Have you ever explored the idea of not eating meat? I grew up, like, we always went, my grandpa, dad, and I, to, like, steak places. It's When I look back, I'm like, I was getting fillets when I was, like, a kid. Like, my grandpa spoiled me. <laughs> so I was eating, like, really good. So I've never thought about not. I mean, I think I could, though. Is, is meat a part of, like your everyday meal or is it like a weekend I'm going out to dinner I'm gonna have a steak I feel like I have meat like once a day okay so it's very part of your diet it is like what's like the eat the eat the meat you eat the most that was hard to say I would say chicken that's really all I eat okay like chicken that's like a white meat right yes okay I don't really have steak anymore or red meat. Or when you go out to restaurants, do you? I really don't. I get chicken. I don't know what it is. I love it. I never get tired of it. Is that like a health thing too? Like you feel like it's more healthy? I think so. Just because okay. I know like, I feel like there's more saturated fat and red meat or, you know, whatever he was, you know, you learn, I guess. And you always hear you shouldn't have as much red meat. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so I just kind of try to keep that to a, a minimum. Well, and but. he did in a way kind of debunk it, right? He right. was like, you know, red meat isn't bad for you, but you should look into lean red meat. Uh-huh. And now I don't know all the differences <laughs> right. between all of that. I have never, Abby, had a steak in my life. Like, I just can't even believe that. And wh- where did that come from? Why did you, what was the choice? The So the, the story goes is that when I was in a McDonald's drive-thru with my parents and my sister, uh-huh. um, and I was ordering a Happy Meal, Yes. I was eight years old and I got a hamburger in the Happy Meal. And my sister, being my older sister, was taunting me and was like, do you know where that comes from? Oh, no. Even though she was eating it, no problem. She knew where it came from. Yeah. And she was like, do you know where it comes from? And I'm like, no. 
And so, and, and then she's like, oh, I'm not going to tell you. And I'm like, tell me. And my parents are like, do not tell her. No. Needless to say, she told me where it came from. And I was like, chucked the burger out the window and declared being vegetarian right then and there. And I haven't turned back since. See, that's the thing. I can't watch or look at any. I don't want to know what happens. You, <laughs> like, I just you don't want to know. You wish to um, adopt the, what is the phrase? Ignorance um, is bliss? Yes. Is that what it is? Yes. Okay, yeah. That's me. <laughs> I mean, it is true. And I think it's funny. I think it's happening more commonly now, especially as many documentaries and things are coming out. We're learning oh. a lot more about the industry. Yes. Um and for some people, it doesn't bother them. And that's awesome. And for some people, it does, which is also awesome. Like everybody has their prerogative, I think is the right word. Everybody mm-hmm. gets to make their decision. Um, but yeah, I just so so when I made that declaration, I just didn't, never knew it was going to change my life the way that it was, because I can't even if I wanted to eat meat now, which I don't. I've gotten older and I've learned a lot of things. <laughs> but if I wanted to, it makes me sick. Like if I try to eat incorporate meat in some way like I'm gonna be over the toilet in some form or fashion the remainder of the day oh my gosh so you never had steak you never tried it never had steak the only the only meat I've had in my life is chicken like chicken nuggets and stuff Mm. or hamburgers wow maybe a hot dog I don't really remember I feel like steak is the best though Mm -hmm. definitely never had a steak (laughs) you're not curious at all no and I don't like I don't even like enjoy the smell of it I don't like the look of it as I've gotten older two textures become a thing like Mm -hmm. I don't like certain textures of things of food which is why I don't like fish I hate the smell of it I hate the idea of it I don't either yeah I don't like fish you don't like fish do you like sushi I will not eat fish no no okay same Mm -mm. well I just don't like the smell and why would you want to eat something you don't like the smell? I know. It just gross. And I don't know out. if it's all fish that smell like that or if it's just feel like particular some. ones. Yeah. There's some that are extra strong. I think yes. salmon is like one of those that's yes, not salmon. a good smell. And anytime I think of salmon, have you seen the, the movie A Cinderella Story? Yeah. Yes. With, with Hillary Duff. Uh-huh. Anytime I think of salmon, I think of that movie. Really? Where she's like, she has the huge salmon and she wants everything salmon. And, <laughs> and she yells at Sam to make the salmon or whatever. Yes. That's all I can imagine oh, when gosh. I think of salmon. Oh. That's more times than I've said salmon in my entire Sam- life right well, there. Yeah, me too. Well, what other th- okay, what other things do you not like? Are you a picky eater? Oh, yes. Super picky. You don't like chocolate chip cookies. I, no. I remember that. Ew. <laughs> what, el- what else is not on your regimen of food? Seafood? Any seafood, green olives, ew. Um, Do you like black olives? Yes, I okay. love black olives. I don't know what it is about green. I never, you know what? It, I, I didn't like green until I was older. I've always loved black olives, and then as I've gotten older, I liked green olives. Really? Mm-hmm. Like in a martini? A dirty yes. martini? <laughs> Listen, if it's on a Bloody Mary and I'm like, ooh, I get food with my drink. I yeah. love Bloody Marys for that reason. I don't even love Bloody Marys that much, but I love that they put a cheese cube and like an olive or something on there for me to eat. Oh my gosh. Can you, okay, well, this one, I think it has chicken in, like, on it. Have you seen here, like, party fowl? I've they seen have them. the most ridiculous Bloody Mary. Yes. And it has, like, everything food on it. It's <laughs> like, like a meal with your yeah. drink. You should ask if you can try that without the meat on it. A little chicken on a stick. Yeah. Well, party fowl, I think, is like a chicken restaurant. Oh, it, is. <laughs> it is. Fowl, like, fowl is in, okay, yeah. yeah fowl. Okay, then no, 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 I think they, that you can, though, but I think that, 
I think that's what's cool about Bloody Marys. Do you like Bloodies? I don't. No, you don't? I don't like pepper. You and don't like pepper, like the seasoning pepper. <laughs> one time I tried, my grandpa got one, we were on vacation, and I tried one of his, I was like a kid. I was like, can I just try it? And I got the very, it was in a straw that I drank from, and the pepper settled to the bottom. Oh, yeah, and I all the seasoning. It was like vodka and pepper, and I'm like scarred from that. I just remember that so moment. you haven't tried it ever since? Uh-uh. I just uh, I don't think I'd like it. Do you like tomato juice? It's okay. Like V8, kind of. Yeah, or do you, like, do you like ketchup? Yes. Love ketchup. I think you would like a Bloody Mary. Okay. With less, I no feel pepper. like we need to explore this. <laughs> no pepper. Do you like other seasonings? Yeah. But not pepper. It's not pepper. Ugh, the spice. I just don't do spicy well. Okay, so not spicy foods. Right, yes. With you on that. You know what, like, what's what's weird that people find weird that I do with spicy foods? If, have you ever been to a Mexican restaurant and they have the salsa, right, mm-hmm. that they give you? Yeah. If it's too spicy, I put sugar in it. You do? Mm-hmm. Does that help? Mm-hmm. What? It makes it less spicy. It makes it more sweet. Are you kidding? Yes. It like cuts out the mm-hmm. spicy. Cuts out the spice. <gasps> I need to try this. And you know I where that know spice this. is coming from? It's cilantro. So I don't like cilantro. Okay, I don't either. You don't like I cilantro? I don't either. Right nope. I think you're more lo- more like me and picky eater than you think. I think I am. <laughs> Just keep going and I'll be like, oh, I don't either. I don't like that either. I don't like that. <laughs> Is there, like is there any, I, I know chocolate chip cookies is like your top hatred. Mm-hmm. Is there something else that's up there with top hatred? Other than fish? No. I don't think so. Oh, well, yeah. there's a lot. Yes, there's a lot. There's more than I can think what of. Do, what do you eat in a, in a day? Like what's your, not the whole breakdown, but like yeah. what's a typical meal for you? I go with a lot of salads. A lot of I salads. don't like a lot of heavy food. My stomach just can't handle it. I've always had like stomach problems. I can't figure out what it is. I don't know if it has to do with the food, mm. you know, so I just try to eat light. I have like a salad and I'll have chicken with like broccoli or a veggie. So not a lot of carbs. No, I really don't. Wow. It just makes me not feel good. No tacos, no pasta, no, no. sandwiches. No, like I don't. None. Uh-uh. You like it, but you don't eat it. Right. Because I just know I won't feel good. So I just don't. And I can't have like pastries, waffles, uh, muffins, you have salad for bagels. Breakfast? I don't even have breakfast. I have coffee. You have coffee and then you eat two salads, one for lunch and one for dinner? Yeah. Are you serious? And I have Chipotle a lot. I can do that. I can do rice. Chipotle, a a little grain bowl situation. Uh Uh-huh. Rice and beans, I can do that. That's my carbs. I'm intrigued. I mean, I love salads, but I cannot imagine only eating salad. I know. See, that's the thing. All my friends, they're like, why aren't you a foodie? It's so annoying. Do you want to go here? Do you want to go here? I'm like, well, I'm just going to get a salad, so. You're like, I could go anywhere because I'll just have salad. I know. It's kind of boring. I will say salads have stepped up their game. Yeah. Salads used to be like a house salad that was like carrots, tomatoes, <laughs> eggs, and like nothing. I know. And now salads are like chopped and they have raspberry vinaigrette and they have like crumb cheese crumbles. Yes. I don't know, like all the things. They're good. So salads have stepped up their game. They really and have. elevated salad is very good. Yeah. But people make fun of me. They're just like, you eat like a rabbit. I'm like, I can't help it. I don't know. No, I just mean, like if, to eat healthy. If, it, if it makes your stomach feel better, then why wouldn't you do that if you know what works? Yeah. That's the thing. I think it's more common. Like, I, I really do. I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I feel like we, as humans, are naturally dairy inta- intolerant, mm-hmm. but we choose to ignore it. <laughs> right. Because, yes. like, I, I never eat cheese and I feel great, <laughs> you know, never have a cup of milk and I feel awesome. Right. But, but you love cheese. I do. You always eat cheese. I love cheese. But you don't feel good when you but eat cheese? No, I've, I've, I've cut it back. So like I'll eat it. It's uh-huh. still like part of my diet because it's really hard to not have it, but not in the capacity that I used to eat it. Wow. Well, I think dairy, doesn't it have like this in, like inflammatory 
yes. something where it just makes you feel not good, but we don't care because we're going to get the cheese pizza. Uh, yeah, we are. Do, will you eat like cheese pizzas and stuff sometimes? Yeah. So you'll eat stuff sometimes. It's just your regular is, is salad. Yes. Do you like chopped salads? Love it. You mean chopped? Yeah. The brand, like in Green Hills? Oh, no, like an oh, actual chopped salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the brand does that. Uh-huh. Like, that's what they're known for. Yes. But, like, at home, I make chopped salads. Really? Yeah, they I, have. I bought, like, a thing on Amazon that's this bowl, and this like, it looks like it's like a double pizza cutter, and you put your salad, and you chop it yourself. That's genius. Yeah. I need to do that. I'm I just go you. out to eat all the time. No, <laughs> oh, you can make bomb salads at home. Here's a, here's a salad recipe that I just made. I made it for my little Thanksgiving by myself situation uh-huh. I did. Um, I, I had arugula for the lettuce. Uh-huh. I had green apples like chopped up, dried cranberries, candied pecans, and blue cheese crumbles. And I chopped it all up. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Except for the blue cheese. I don't like blue cheese. That's Do you like another feta? Little, yeah. Okay. Then <laughs> chopped feta. Okay. I didn't used to like blue cheese, but now it's it's made a difference in my salads. Really? Oh, and I didn't I didn't do blue cheese in this one, but I did manchego. I shredded oh. manchego cheese. It sounds fancy. It is fancy. Good. You know how I found it? How? One of my favorite restaurants, and then I realized Trader Joe's has it. They do. TJ's has it. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna get that. So get manchego from manchego. TJ's and shred it. Okay. And put it on that salad. Oh, that sounds good. It it's is like I'm hungry right now. <laughs> but you have to go on Amazon and buy that like little shredder cutter thing first. Okay. It's weird. It's like a pizza cutter, but a double one. Okay. I need this. I need this in my life because I spend way too much money on salads that I can make at home I for know. like $2. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping you, helping you <laughs> save you. money here, especially because we have something to talk about later that we definitely need to help you save <laughs> some money because something went down. Yes. So, yes. I don't think there's anything else in, in pertaining to this meat scientist. That we have to talk about. Is there anything um, you want to add about him? Was there anything you learned? Um, I guess just I liked how he was like, don't be scared to eat red meat because I do. <laughs> well, I used to eat it a lot, um, but just make sure it's lean. I think a lot of people kind of forget that. You know, if they get like ground hamburger, you have to make sure it's like. Now, lean. he also talked about a uh, raw or blue raw, blue, blue raw. I think so. <laughs> Icy blue, raw, icy raw. I don't know. (laughs) He said something about, let me, let me remember. Let me recall this. It is a, um, let's see. Blue rare. Blue rare. Yes. Wait, what? Where, where people will get a rare steak or they'll get a blue rare where it's literally cold in the middle. Have you ever known anybody to get a blue rare steak? No, because that's just, that's like disease waiting to happen. But technically it's not because he said it's, it's, that is still okay to order. I think I missed him saying that Mm -hmm. because I didn't even know that was a possibility. They never give that as an option in a restaurant. Well, yeah. Who's going (laughs) to actually choose that unless that's your, your choice of. I wonder if they would, but they do that in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's not legal. You know how they put in there? Well, I guess they put that on the menu. He literally said there's some people who get rare and even blue rare when ordering steaks. And that's the lowest degree of doneness when the steak is cold in the center. But technically the bacteria is gone because it got fried on a grill. Okay. I'm going to try to order that next time. Let me know how I that go goes in. for you. But I won't eat it, so it'd just be a waste. <laughs> You're like, I just want to know if I, I can. I just want to know what they, their reaction is going to be when I say that, because I'm very, I'm curious now. Right? Yeah. Let me know how that goes. Okay. But you guys right now can hear <laughs> Dr. Drew, the meat scientist, answer all kinds of meat questions and definitely have some opinions on us vegetarians. Number seven. On the phone right now, it's Amy's like nephew-in-law or something. What is it, Amy? Yes, he's married to my niece. 
So it's your nephew. Yeah, nephew-in-law. Yeah, right? I guess I'm his we, aunt-in-law. We were talking about a woman who eats raw beef as her diet. Like she just buys it and eats it. And Amy goes, well, I have a, a family member who is a meat scientist. I don't even know this is a real thing. I'll be honest with you. But I was so curious. And we have Amy's nephew-in-law on now, Dr. Drew Cassens. Dr. Drew Cassens, thank you for hanging out with us today. I, I'm really interested in what you do, so we, we appreciate the time. Well, Bobby, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Questions, questions. I got questions. How did you get into being a meat scientist? Yeah, so I really meat scientist. I know it sounds crazy, um, but I think it all started with my uh, background in, in animal ag and got involved in meat judging at Texas A&M. And that really sparked the passion for meat science. And I think a lot of times people think about meat science is so weird, but, you know, it's needed. We, have, we eat meat, so we have to have the science to say to make sure it's good for us. Does anyone ever go, hey, so what do you do, doctor? And you're like, uh, they're like, are you like a heart doctor or are you like a you know, knee doctor? And you're like, no, I'm a meat doctor. Is that ever, they're like, what, seriously? For sure. Um, it's really funny. Um, I, I joke all the time that I'm a doctor, but definitely can't save anybody's life by any means. Um, so we just, you know, the meat science side, we're just making sure that food is tastes good and it's, it's juicy, it's, t- it's flavorful and it's safe for you. Okay. Here are my real questions. Is it safe to eat raw meat? Like this lady was talking about raw beef. Can you just eat raw meat from the grocery store? Not in that capacity, right? We, we got to make sure we're cooking our, our meat products to a safe temperature. Now there are things like, you know, beef tartare, if you've heard of that before, that is, a raw beef product you can consume. But we add things to it like uh, lime juice, lemon juice, acid to kind of help and break down that bacteria so it is healthy to eat. If I went out and killed an animal and I was real hungry, could I just eat it right then and there raw? I would definitely advise against that, Bobby. Um, (laughs) Probably not the best idea to do. And the reasoning why is because, you know, bacteria lives in the environment. And a lot of times those animals have bacteria on their hide and on their skin. And as you're breaking that carcass down, a lot of times that bacteria gets them to the carcass, and then that can result in you getting deathly ill. So I, I would definitely advise against going out there and killing the animal and eating it right away. We have Dr. Drew Cassens on. D- did you graduate from Tarleton State, or do you work there now? I work there now. So I got my undergrad and master's at A&M, my PhD at Oklahoma State. Let me ask you this question then, Mr. Fancy, because sometimes I go to fancy places, and I'll see there's Wagyu beef on the menu. Are Wagyu cattle really massaged and serenaded with classical music? <laughs> so I would say definitely not here in the U.S. Uh, maybe in other countries like Japan, they might do that kind of stuff. But most of the Wagyu beef you're going to see here in the United States is just a breed of cattle. And those breed of cattle just really tend to be highly marbled, very tender, very juicy, a lot of flavor to them. And But I don't think we really serenade and massage those cattle here in the U.S like they might in, in Japan and other countries. If I'm ordering a steak at a restaurant, for health purposes, what's the best way to order a steak? I mean, you can order that medium rare. I mean, that's what I prefer. Um, even people do rare and blue rare. A lot of times, you know, with steaks, that bacteria is on the surface. And so by putting on a grill that's really hot, you're killing all bacteria. And so it, it's safe to eat uh, about 135, 140, no problem for sure. Did you say blue rare? What's that mean? So blue rare, so we have degrees of doneness um, for for steaks. And blue rare is the lowest degree of doneness. And it's more of just cooking the surface just a little bit. And so on the inside, you still have a fairly raw piece of meat. And some people do like that. 
I mean, it's cold in the center. Um, oh, for me, it's not very appealing. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> oh, no. oh, golly. Wow. Is r- red meat, you know, the big story is don't eat a lot of red meat. What's your take on that, doctor? Red meat's good for you. Um, we need to make sure we're consuming lean red meat. That's, that's the kicker there. Um, you need the protein. And, and meat provides some really good vitamins and minerals that we can't get from anything else, right? We need some essential um, minerals in our body and meat the best source for that. And so eating lean meat is the best opportunity for you. You ever want to punch a vegan in the face? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think I've ever had the opportunity to get that close to one before, um, fortunately. But, you know, I think more than anything, it's just the uh, education basis of it. Um, you know, I respect their wishes. I hope they respect ours, too. We're just trying to feed America, honestly. Do you ever go to a restaurant and you're like, this meat isn't good, and you're like, I'm a doctor in meat. I would just like you guys to know you could really improve. Like, <laughs> do you, are you a snob, a meat snob? If you ask my wife and family, uh, most definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really don't uh, eat a lot of meat or steaks outside at restaurants, honestly, because I can do a better job at home. But, like, if, okay, so, like, Roadhouse, you can go and pick out your steak. So we go to Texas Roadhouse. You better guarantee I'm sitting there at that window case <laughs> picking out my steak before I sit down to eat that because I want to make sure I get the best mm-hmm. eating experience possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, final question for me, and then I'll let them, if they have one, ask one. But if you were stranded on an island and no food and you had to eat a human, what meat on the human would be the best to go for? Because um, I would go butt cheek. I'll just tell you right now. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I would go butt cheek. Uh, you know, if I got to go, it's just straight flesh. But I don't know. You're the expert. Maybe you don't have an answer for this. But I, 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 no, I just wanted to say a few things and stall and let you think about it. The butt cheek thing would probably be a good one to go with. The problem with that butt mm-hmm. cheek, it might be a little tough, right? So I would go mm-hmm. more towards that back area, that loin section. Uh, those tend to be a lot <laughs> tender of muscles compared to the the other ends of the animal. What are the got human me with knowledge and education? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Amy, do you have a do you have a question for Dr. Drew Cassens, your nephew-in-law? Well, I want I want him to answer the original question that that even got him on here because I brought you up, uh, Dr. Drew, <laughs> my little nephew, that because you told me about ground meat and how when you're ordering a hamburger at a restaurant, you should always get it well done, and people don't do that. They they get medium well, whatever, but well done. So I wanted you to explain why that is. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with ground beef is you think about bacteria on the surface. And so when we're taking a piece of meat, a cut of meat, and we start to grind it up, we're putting all that bacteria on the surface on the interior, and we're spreading that bacteria out. And so with ground beef, you have bacteria potentially all through that product. And so it's very important to cook it to 160 uh, degrees Fahrenheit to make sure we kill off any bacteria that might be in that product. All right, there he is. I think we should applaud him for coming yeah. on with us. We've never had a meat scientist on. Woo-hoo. Doctor, we appreciate the time. Uh, one day it'll be my goal to have a steak with you and just hear all about it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, Bobby. Y'all have a good time. Great guest, Amy. Who else in your family does crazy stuff? <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now there we have it. Uh, thank you to Dr. Cassens. It's the best bits of the week. Show. With Morgan number two. 
We just talked about a really cool person coming on and talking about all crazy meat things, but it's also really fun when we bring artists into the studio, especially with different circumstances. And that's what happened with this one. We brought in Ryan Hurd because he was one of 3,000 people that got his hands on that Reese's peanut butter nine inch cup pie. And he brought it in to share it with us and give us his review. And I'm just going to tell y'all, you know, he was happy to be one of 3,000 to get to talk about it, but it really wasn't that special of a pie. So you guys can hear right now what happened. Number six on the Bobby Bones show now. Ryan Hurd. Well, this is, I won't say awkward, but it is odd. Ryan Hurd is sitting in my desk back in the studio and I'm at a hotel room far, far away. We've never actually let a guest sit in my chair, but Ryan, after your Grammy nomination, I think you deserve it. Welcome, Ryan. Oh, thank you. Studio. Look at this guy. This is incredibly now, weird. We didn't, but uh, we didn't. <laughs> thank you for having me. <laughs> Looks like you're hosting the show. It's very cool. I'm like driving the ship, I guess. I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm the, am I the uh, captain? Don't get hurt <laughs> yourself, buddy. I don't know. Yeah. I'm like Dwight yeah. Schrute at the office where they give him the fake steering wheel at the, at the front of the boat. <laughs> On the boat? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. And Ryan didn't come in because of his best country duo group performance Grammy nomination that him and Marin have been nominated for Grammy, which is a huge deal. He didn't come in because he's had a number one song and his first as an artist chasing after you, because that's happened since we talked to you. He actually came in because he brought us some pie, some, some of that recent <laughs> pie. Oh, you got one? That's what I said. Hey. How did you get that? All right, here's the story. I saw Bobby tweet about this. It was $40. I'm like, I'm going to buy that pie. And I didn't think anything of it. And then I saw they only made 3,000 of them. Literally an hour later, people were selling them for a lot of money on eBay. And I, <laughs> I, guess, we'll, I guess we'll just eat it. And, and um, I had so many people reach out and ask me about it to give a review. Scuba Steve invited me to come on the show to uh, <laughs> share the leftovers, which I'm really excited about. This is the weirdest thing I've ever done on the radio, but I think it's my favorite thing I've ever done on the radio. So thank you for having me. And everybody, come get a little bit of this uh, Reese's uh, nine-inch cup pie. Yeah, yeah, please review it, because I wonder, is it just a big cup or is it a little bit more pie? Here's my review. If you love a, a regular old peanut butter cup, you will love this, because it is not a pie. It is a gigantic nine-inch peanut butter cup. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, in my opinion, I think they could have done, like, a pie crust on the bottom, like a chocolate pie mm, crust. Yeah. But they didn't. Mm. So come. <laughs> it's not, like, next the year. most amazing, like, visual anymore. I, I might actually need a, a, a knife. Uh, I have plates. I mean, look at that thing. So I tried to eat it like a pizza. Thank you. It is, it is, it is hard to eat, but... If you like peanut butter cups, this is for you. I am I am mouth deep in this stuff. It is so good. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> it is like he said it's a peanut butter cup and it is. And I'm trying to eat it like a pizza. That chocolate is very thick, so it's hard. It's like you could chip a tooth. But guys, this is excellent. Like it's almost frozen-ish, but yeah. it's not. I never put it in the freezer. I just put it in the refrigerator. But aren't you mouth deep in anything you eat ever? Like I don't know that that's any different being mouth deep. It, well, usually well, I can that. just do nibble, but this I'm going all mouth. <laughs> all you know, the time. All mouth. Okay, that's different. Hey, by the way, Ryan Hurd is here. He brought us some of mm. the gigantic peanut butter cup. <laughs> mm-hmm. When they announced the Grammy nominations, Ryan, and you and Marin were nominated, were you shocked by that or were you expecting that it may, or were you hoping it may happen? Well, you obviously always have a dream one day to be nominated for a Grammy. I totally forgot that the Grammys were 
being announced that day, the nominations, and I was on the golf course, <laughs> and I was I made a double bogey after because Marin called me and said we just got nominated for a Grammy, and I, I guess I just didn't even click in my mind that this year I would maybe get nominated. This is my first year being nominated for like the CMAs and CMT awards, and now the Grammy awards. So yeah, I was very surprised and um, just really proud to be a part of that for the first time. And he is on the road starting in January in Columbus, Ohio, Seattle, Portland, Spokane. Oh, if you can hear us, he's going to be near you. So go to RyanHerd.com, get tickets. Listen, between your number one, your record coming out, Pelago, which I hope everybody checks out, between your, your number one song, Michigan winning, you got the, the, the pe- peanut butter cup pie, like things are looking <laughs> up for Mr. Hurd. It's been a yeah. good year, man. It's been a good year. It's so. been a good year. I'll say this, though. I, my Washington, my last week, uh, I was home with Hayes, and I love, sometimes it's just like we have to switch off because we're both working, and so I had him for a whole week, just me and him, and our washing machine basically exploded and spewed water into our whole house, and we had an inch of water on both floors and ruined so much of it, and I just remember thinking, like, it doesn't matter if you got nominated for a Grammy, your washing machine doesn't care. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's it's been a very, very amazing week and also a humbling one in other ways and uh, just very thankful for all of it. And I think it's just like sitting here kind of sinking in when you've said the word Grammy like three or four times, it kind of got the chills a little bit for the first time. So just saying you got nominated. Oh, they for can, that. but not you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Millie Vanilli, it was taken away. So, so as long as you're not like busting the lip syncing controversy, you're all good. I'm good on yeah. that one. Yeah, cool. he's good. He's I definitely good. sang it. Amy, <laughs> in my basement. Give us your review of the, the the pie before we go. The peanut butter cup pie. Oh, I'm obsessed with it. I think it's amazing. I think at first bite, I, the ch- the layer of chocolate on top is a little thick for me. Too much. I agree with Ryan. They could do some sort of a different real pie crust on the bottom that still fits the vibe. Keep the peanut butter the same. That's perfect. And then a thinner layer of chocolate on top and. They, they they'll be good to go. Yes. So Ryan agrees, and I Ryan, have congratulations, a, man. Oh, I have a confession because I saw Ryan in the glass room before he came in, and I didn't know why he was here, and I had no idea it had to do with this pie, and I was like, oh my gosh, they brought Ryan in to sing with me. What? <laughs> I, I did love your. Yeah, I love. I listened back to your. You you singing our song no, many times. It I was hit, so good. Thank you. Well, <laughs> Nailed it. I told Bobby that it only sounds good with you. And so I thought he brought you in for... Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's interesting. I should, we should bring Teddy in here and, and set the mics back up sometime, and we can do it together. Next time. Okay, next when time. When you come in with your next single, or ne- we will ha- you and Amy will perform Chasing After You together. Can we, can we go ahead and put that on the books, Ryan, next time you come in? You got it. <laughs> Okay, there he is. Ryan Hurd, everybody. Woo! Big weekend for him. Grammy, Michigan, the pump, the, the peanut butter pie. Everything is uh, turning up roses for Ryan Hurd. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Lunchbox made a big fuss this week after an article came out about his college, UTSA, and he was not noted as one of the most famous or notable people from his college, and he was quite offended by that, so we brought on the journalist so he could make his case for why he should be included. Now, Abby, I mean, we all are alumni of somewhere, right? We either had to go to high school in some form or fashion, and we probably went to college also. That's typically mm-hmm. what people do, so... Has anything happened with any of your alumni situations? Have you been included in any news articles, magazines, anything crazy? (laughs) Not really, no. Where are you alumni at? 
So I went to the independent school. It's okay. in Wichita. Okay. And then I went to University of Kansas. Okay. Rock chalk, baby. Yeah. We could talk about this. I'm offended. <laughs> I'm offended just hearing those words in my presence. I know. Not really. I shouldn't I'm, have done I'm that not, on your podcast. I'm, I'm not one of those, the, the enemy. I, I don't really care. I just root for Kansas in general, yes. honestly. Me too. Unless we're playing each other. Yes. Then, then I yes. full wholeheartedly root against you. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing, nothing you've shown up in. Are you offended you haven't shown up in anything? I mean, not really. No, I don't think I'm at that level. I mean, you know, I mean, I guess they shared me in some sort of article. I think well, I forget what it was for a singing deal. I guess Bobby Fest. That's what it was when I sang at Bobby Fest in okay. Wichita. So um, my high school kind of shared that on their like Instagram alumni and Facebook. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, you got no. Yeah, yeah. See? See, okay, I forgot about that. I just, you know, I try to. I don't know. I just kind of live. I don't think about these things too much. Like I'm not trying to like. You know, be like lunchbox yes. and get in the news. <laughs> like, yes, it's, I don't it's know. cool when it when it happens. Like, it, it's not anything you ever expect to happen. Yeah, is the way I think I would put it. But then when it does, you're like, oh, that's really cool. Right. It's kind of like, oh, uh, not in your direction. So I do understand why lunchbox was upset. Like, uh -huh. hey, like I, I think I've made a pretty good life for myself. I like, know. I feel like I should be included. Right. So I totally think you should be. Moving forward, I do think they didn't really do much research to um, add any new people to the previous list from what it sounded like with the journalists. Yes. Um, and the fact, it's just kind of funny to me sometimes when people are like, or when Bobby was like, have you heard of Bobby Bones? And they're like, oh, I don't listen to the radio. And I'm like, well, he's on so much more than just the radio. Yeah. You know, so like he's on American Idol and he has his own show. So sometimes that I'm just like, OK, it's not just radio. Well, you know. and we're at, we're at podcasting now, yes. right? Like, yes, we are on the radio and yes, that's where this all started. But like, we are on podcasting now, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. So how in some form or fashion have you not heard about that? And, and in pop culture in general, how you haven't. Right. In exactly. some form or fashion. Like, it's kind of like, I, I mean, I don't know, any famous host out there that hosts a TV show or. Mm hmm. Bob Barker or like Ryan Seacrest doing his thing and I don't know who else. Like, yeah. You know, it's like they're kind of the face of that. You've at least heard the name. Yes. At least heard the name. Yes. yes I, I do. The The journalist was definitely, it was a definitely <laughs> so, interesting interview. I, and, I, and I will say it's so funny too because these things just like, we'll, which we'll, we'll get to later, it, that, that that's being thrown down. But Lunchbox gets so mad when I'll bring things up <laughs> based on situations that come up on the show. And I'm like, well... Otherwise, we're not ever going to have had talked about it. So there was no right. reason for me to share this information. <laughs> I know. So he got mad at me before because I brought up my acting abilities in a way. And I say abilities very lightly. Um, yeah. But it's like, when else are you going to? It's going to come up when the subject comes yes. up. So that's why you said it. You're I'm not, not going to randomly over. share on the show. Hey, guys, I was once an actor. <laughs> Yeah. At college, almost. Like, what? <laughs> right. None of that is ever going to come up in my life. I know. But, but yeah. it came up, and so of course you're going to share. It'd be weird if you didn't say anything. Yes. So so I preference all of that before <laughs> yeah. I start to say what I'm about to say, because I don't want him to yell at me again. Um, but I was, in, I was in my high school and my college's respective magazines. They did, like, hi, my high school did a really cool article that was just... I think what's so cool about Kansas in general is they're really big 
on on championing championing words. Hard. You know what I'm trying to yes. say. Champion champion in people from whether their hometown, their school, or whatever. I think I think Wichita and Kansas in general both really love to do that. They love to spotlight people that come out of there because. Kansas, in so many ways, is very underrated, right? Mm-hmm. It is. It's a flyover <laughs> state. A lot of people don't expect, you know, a lot when they drive through there. It's very underrated and very, a lot of people kind of forget about it. Right. And I think it's super cool that Kansas in general, like both, you know, my high school, which was Mays High School, and then my college, K-State, even choose to do this every month. Not Not just for me that they did it, but they do it all the time. They're constantly highlighting and spotlighting people that came from those situations to be like, look at us. Like, look at what we've done across the country. I love that. Yeah. And I think Kansas is just really good about that in general. Uh-huh. So I, I think it it starts with the school too, right? Like yes. it starts with the area. And I, I do think Texas is really good about it. I think this was <laughs> just a weird situation uh-huh. with the article with Lunchbox. But um I have to give credit to Kansas when it comes to that because I've seen them really just hone in and own all the people that come from their state and in all kinds do. of ways. Yeah, and I'm glad they do because there are like some of the best people I know are from Kansas. Yes, very like, just, just like <laughs> down to earth people. Yes, like good. Like if you ever would just want to go and have like a really bomb home cooked meal <laughs> and hang out with some people that are just very kind, Kansas is where that happens. Yeah, and they're very humble. I feel like. And not big into social media. The thing about like Nashville, and I know you work in social media, (laughs) but a lot of my friends and a lot of people like you don't hear about what they're doing and they're doing awesome things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why don't you share that? And they're just like, oh, I don't need, you know, and I'm like, it's just very different from like a bigger city where everybody wants to share their accomplishments out there, which is awesome. But people are doing that also like in Kansas and they're not sharing that. It's not out there. Yes. So it's just, it's different. And and Abby and I both, too, in case anybody hasn't listened to the show, we're both from the same hometown, Mm -hmm. Wichita, Kansas. So we have a little bias here. Yes. But (laughs) I just really, I do. I think it gets overlooked very often. And I think it's important to note that Kansas is just really awesome at owning their people Mm -hmm. in so many different ways. Yeah. And so I agree. All, all our Kansas people, make sure you're sharing your accomplishments. Like Abby said, I I know. Let's put it out there. Let's keep showing Everybody who Kansas is, mm-hmm. right? Yes, exactly. So, and the we'll best. we'll shout out to <laughs> both of our alma maters. Mine is Mays High School and Kansas State University. Go Cats! <laughs> Mine is Independent, the Panthers, and then K- KU. I almost <gasps> oh, oh. why did I do that? Why did I just you do that? Said, I, I KU, got you. KU. <laughs> No, I just you got to do the you got to do the the other part Rock of KU. Chalk. There you go. Rock Talk Jayhawk. Yes. And I, I said it once, I'll say it again. I also always root for the Wichita State Shockers. That is our home team. Yes. Even though their basketball program is arguably one of the best out there, I oh. would say. KU? No, Shockers. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't admit that about the Jayhawks, but I will say they have a good basketball program. Why can you not admit that? <laughs> because it hurts my soul. You know, you know why? Because K-State and Kansas Jayhawk fans are just... We're a different breed when you come. And I think a lot of people can experience this because if you went to a college that had a, um, you know, another school that was always their rival school. Yes. You just couldn't naturally (laughs) for them. (laughs) It's really hard because you're like, I feel like I'm doing something to my alma mater. 
Uh-huh. Like, like I, I'm disrespecting them. Yes. I could never wear a K-State shirt ever. <laughs> I right? Do, I can't. <laughs> but like you still like want the best and you yes. hope for the best. But yeah. you're like, I just couldn't ever like blatantly say that because <laughs> right. I feel like that's very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. So we'll, we'll leave that there before Abby and I get in a all out brawl in the studio, <laughs> studio, in the studio about yeah. Kansas sports teams. But uh, yeah, I love that. No other, no other comments about Lunchbox in his article. I mean, I think he should have been included, too. I'll be nice yeah. and say that I think he should have, <laughs> especially some of the ones that in comparison, I think he's more well-known than some yeah. of the ones that were on the list. So, yeah. He Hopefully. may be sassy and he may make some ridiculous comments, <laughs> but he definitely deserved to be part of that article. Yeah. Because he's, I mean, he's been doing this, what, what do you say? 15 20, years? 15 years? Yeah. Over 15 years. Yes. yes. Like he, I think he really has made a name for himself and... He should have been on it. So hopefully you know what? he gets. I think everybody a part of this show should be recognized by their alma maters. I do too. Um, put that out there right, right now. Right now, right now. Hey. That's how I feel. Are you listening? Yep. Every I don't know who everybody's is, but <laughs> everybody's alma maters. Feature all of us, yeah. please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, y'all. Listen right now. You can hear Lunchbox make his case for why he thinks he should be included in the article. But I'm telling y'all, all of us here definitely think so too. Number five. On the phone right now is Steven Santana, who writes for MySA.com. It is a San Antonio uh, website. It's uh, He's a digital reporter. He covers all things San Antonio. He has a, a lot of accolades. Have you heard us talking about you and, and what's happened here on the show? I'm, I'm going to be quite honest with you, full transparency here. Um, I, had, I had just heard about everything today when someone... Um, added me on, on Twitter. Okay. Well, this is what happened. You wrote an article called Churning Out Winners, Famous and Notable People Who Attended UTSA. And you listed people like Kim Spradlin, who won $100,000 on Survivor. She didn't win. She was just a fan favorite. So you listed her. You listed J.C. Kalen, who is a YouTube personality. You, I know some other people I hadn't heard of, but our guy Lunchbox went to UTSA, and he was upset, distraught, angry, confused as to why he wasn't on this list. And so before I let him come on, I want to have a talk with you, just, you know, guy to guy, friendly, asking, how did you forget about our guy Lunchbox? Uh, again, full transparency, uh, I have not heard of Lunchbox until today. <laughs> <laughs> what? How? Do, you, uh, do you live under a rock? Okay, hold on, Lunchbox. <laughs> hold on. So, but, please be okay. transparent because we think it's hilarious, Stephen. By the way, my feelings are not hurt at all. So, um, b- just so I can describe a couple of our accolades here on the show, we are on in like 170 cities, like we're heard in three countries. We, you know, depending on who you trust, we have between like five and a half to eight million people that listen a day. Um, mm-hmm. And so this is a significant show. I'm not going to lie or play, you know, extremely humble and say it's not. Including San Antonio. Uh, We're on in San Antonio. Oh, true. <laughs> true, true, true. And San Antonio. So uh-huh. the fact that he was left off the list whenever there were people that I looked at and was like, I don't I don't even know who that is. His feelings were hurt. So did anyone else reach out to you and go, you didn't include me? On, from this article? Uh, no, I, I haven't had any of the other hundreds of people who were on the, the list that I were looking at reach out to me yet. Um, I, I will be quite honest, it would probably take a, a more than one post to fit all the grads or just people who attended UTSA. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I, the, the list even that was on our, our website that wasn't written by me previously, um, I, I do not... <laughs> I did not see you on there, um, Lunchbox, Dan. And so I, I cannot speak with who wrote that article. But I can only yeah. say that uh, this article is just an, an oversight on my part. And you know, maybe I No, we don't think so. Uh, Stephen, I think you have <laughs> some of us confused. We think it's awesome and hilarious. I mean, we're not angry. Uh, Lunchbox is. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him come on now. I just wanted to have a, a civil conversation before he comes on like the Tasmanian devil. Uh, Lunchbox, sure. what would you like to say to Stephen? Well, hello, Stephen. How are you doing today, my man? <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good today. I mean, Stephen, like, I mean, just, just think about this. I mean, I went to UTSA. I was the face of UTSA. They have me on one of the buildings in at UTSA. They did mosaic tiles of students. They took my picture and said, you know what? You are so important to our university, and they put me on the wall. And then I come on this radio show. I've been doing it for 18 years, and it's heard uh-huh. nationally, na- all over the world, man. We get millions of people listening. And I can't believe not one person, you haven't heard of me? How haven't you? Like, are you just saying that to cover your tracks so your boss doesn't hear this and like you left the most important person off. I mean, Kim Spradlin was a contestant on Survivor. Your boy here was on Jerry Springer. What's bigger? <laughs> I I I wish I could say that it, it wasn't just an oversight, um, but it honestly was. That that's mm-hmm. all it was. I, and I, no, like, no, and, and and you. I just want to hear you say it again. So before we reached out to you, how many times in your life had you heard of Lunchbox? Uh, I, I this is gonna make me sound really horrible, but um, zero until now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question, and I'll put myself. I'll make myself vulnerable uh, here to it. To you know, getting the same kind of treatment. Um, had you ever heard the name Bobby Bones before, Stephen? Oh man. I don't care if you say no. I, I, that, I, I, to me, that's not an ego thing. Had you ever heard the name Bobby Bones uh, before? No, no. But let me let me say that I I don't listen to a lot of radio. If I'm ever listening to radio, it's it's NPR because I'm just a huge nerd. I mean that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Bobby is. He's a nerd. I mean, but you heard of J.C. Cowlin on YouTube? And you, I mean, how did you know of Kim Spradlin? Do you watch Survivor or did you just happen oh, to? Oh, I, point. Again, it was it was on the list that I have seen that I, when I was doing my research in the time that I had to build this article and, and she popped up. And okay, so Survivor l- popped l- up. L- 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 let me just end with this because I like Stephen and I think he did a great job in this article and he also was brave to come on this show, a show he's never heard of. We may not even be a real show. We can just be messing with him. Um, so is there any way, Stephen, you can add Lunchbox to this list? Well, can I ask him some questions? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. What do you want to hear? I got a lot. Okay, so I got all day. Uh, is it you that you were, you were a runner up for... Mr. UTSA? Yes, I was. Uh, back in 2003, you know, my, my the, the student population loved me so much, they nominated me for Mr. UTSA. I didn't win, but hey, second place, not bad, huh? Who won? Uh, his name was Andrew Gutierrez. Uh, yeah, he was in uh, Kappa Six. <laughs> no, not Ka- he was in Lambda Chi, okay. and he's living out in Arizona now, just got married. Okay, so how, how long did you go to UTSA? I went to UTSA for four years. I was an orientation leader for three uh, yeah, I lived over at Chisholm Hall, first floor. Uh, me and uh, David Diaz were roommates. I kicked him out, and then I got Jesus Santos. Yeah. Why are you talking that way? I'm just giving him my background. Yeah. And then I lived at the University of Oaks one summer. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay. And, I, and I want orientation leader of the year. My my. You're peers. not, but you're not doing more famous things here, Lunchbox. You're just talking oh, about. I, your I, oh, sorry. He was asking me how long I went to UTSA. Yes, uh, and you told him what you ate for breakfast on your third day of school. That'd be pop tarts and milk. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to the championship game? Uh, no, I can't get to town for that because I, I live in a different city now, and so just airfare. I mean, I, I thought about getting the private jet, but just having a newborn didn't think I was going to be feasible. And, and were you on that top 25 list of notable people in, in Nashville, that, that YouTube video I saw? Uh, yes, I was uh, one of the most twenty, the top twenty-five most famous people in Nashville. Yes, that's I am one of the top. No, 25. you weren't. Don't lie. What are you talking He's a about? Reporter. I made the list, so yes, I was the top twenty-five. You made what list of who the top twenty-five most famous people in Nashville are? That's what he was asking. Is that, him. That, that's not true, is it? No, okay, so. that's a lie. You can't lie. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, hey Stephen. But, but Stephen, here's the thing. I, I mean, do you know what the ACMs are? Uh, no, tell me. Oh my gosh. Do you know what the CMA CMA awards are? I, I know what the CMA. Okay, are. you know how many times I've won the CMA? Like four times. But uh, you know, that's not true. And you yourself haven't <laughs> won it. Uh, have but we not won it four times? No, we haven't won it four times. We won I mean, four ACMs. Oh, okay. And then how many times have we won the CMA? Twice. Nah, no, I, I got at least three. three up on my wall. It's more than I that. think you stole somebody else's. <laughs> it's got my name on it. I'm just saying. I mean, Kim Spradlin <laughs> went on a TV show and was voted the... I just feel like you could have done some more digging. When you look at the list, you're like, I mean, is really just appearing on a reality show, does that make them the most famous to ever go to UTSA? I don't think so. They want a large chunk of money. Um. Oh, you've made a bunch of money, though, here at Lunchbox. I have made a bunch of money, dude. I mean, and I spend $150 every two weeks on lottery tickets because I'm going to make Boom. even more money. <laughs> yep, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay, hey, listen, Stephen, we appreciate you coming on. Is there any chance you can add Lunchbox to this list? You know, I, I think so, and I'll, I'll talk to my editor, and you know, we may even do a, a separate story about... Oh, yeah, I think we should do a cover piece. show host. Yeah, we love love that, Stephen. I Thank mean, you, you guys fly Any- me down to San Antonio, and I can walk. I can walk you around the entire campus backwards because that's what I did as an orientation leader. I don't think they want a tour. I mean, I can just show them everything about UTSA. I can tell them, oh, this is where I made out with this chick. This is where I made, you know, <laughs> whatever he wants. Uh, Steven, thank you for your time. We would, If you could yeah. add Lunchbox to this list, it would make our life a lot easier. And um, I hope you have an awesome rest of the day. And I'll have my people get in touch with your people about that cover story. Yeah, let me, let me, let me plug a few things before I go, um, if, I, if, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Steven Santana, all together. Uh, with a V, 88. Um, and then you can check out you know my news articles at mysa.com. Pretty simple. Love it. Stephen, thank you. Let us know when it's up. Who knows? We may follow up with this. Um, it'd make his day. It, it, it's almost like a make-a-wish. It's almost like a make-a-wish, Stephen. Let's be honest. Not quite, but almost. Okay. All right, Stephen. All have right. a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Lunchbox, you have to stop telling people that you were going to get a private jet because you weren't and you never have in your whole life. I know, but it sounded making it sound like a big deal, didn't it? <laughs> I, I don't, I guess. And if I'm being, being honest, until this article had come out, I never heard of Steven either. Okay. Well, thank you for that honesty. Yeah. If he wants to be rude to me, I'm going to be rude back. I don't think he was rude. I think he was just honest. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. We love when Josh Turner stops by the studio, and this time he virtually stopped by for a 
little conversation about his new Christmas project, his first ever Christmas album. He talked about, you know, performing with Scotty McCreary one time. Also, what riding with Chris Stapleton was like when they both have some incredibly different voices. Um, and, and this interview was just one of my favorites in recent times because I think Josh Turner is such a great human and he deserves all the success that's coming to him. So listen right now. Here is Bobby interviewing Josh. Number four on the Bobby Bones Show now. Josh Turner. Josh, what's up, man? Celebrating Christmas early. Yeah, I see the lit up Christmas tree and the the wreath behind you. Uh, I was looking at your Instagram, though, and you've been talking about this Christmas record since last August. So I feel like you've been in the Christmas (laughs) spirit uh, basically all summer until now. It's it's actually gone even further back than that. I started uh, talking about making this record back in January. Prior to that, I had been writing for over a year in preparation for this record. I did the photo shoot for this record in April when it was in the mid-80s and pouring down rain, so uh, it was a challenge <laughs> to kind of <laughs> get in the Christmas spirit some of those times. You're going to have to walk me through this song, but it's the Millie Kalikimaka My Ohana. How do you say that song? Because I know it, but how do you say it? That was it. Millie Kalikimaka Kalikimaka. It means Merry Christmas to the family. All right, here's a clip of that song. This is Mela Kalikimaka My Ohana. Mela Kalikimaka My Ohana. Mela Kalikimaka, I say. Mela Kalikimaka My Ohana. On this Christmas day. The guy, Jake, Eddie, you met this, the, the guy that plays the, was it, was yeah, it's a ukulele, Jake Shimabukuru. How in the world did yeah. you get him on the song? I've always admired his talent. I mean, it's kind of hard not to when you hear him play and see him play. But um, I had recorded this song. I had gotten my friends Ho Kana to come in and sing on it. And my producer, Kenny Greenberg, said, you know, uh, he said, what do you think about having Jake Shimabukuro play uh, on this song? I said, man, I was like, that'd be awesome. He said, well, his manager is a good friend of mine. He lives down the street from me. <laughs> I said, well, hey, <laughs> if you can make it happen. Let's do it. I think it would be perfect. So uh, it was a great fit. Josh, it's been 15 years since the release of your massive song, Your Man. Like, tell me what that was like whenever you recorded it. Well, I had come out of the shoot with my first hit, Long Black Train, which obviously is this old-fashioned, old-timey kind of gospel, you know, traditional gospel kind of song. And it had really kind of uh, opened the country music door for me. But um, and it, it became my signature song, but a lot of people had already tried to pigeonhole me as that one type of artist. And so me and my team, we were really adamant about coming with something very different from Long Black Train. And when we had come across Your Man, we felt like it was a great choice uh, to accomplish that. And it really fit my voice well, and, and we loved what it said. So we put it out as the first single off of that your man record my sophomore record and it became my first number one and that whole record ended up going on to sell two million units and after that record had come and gone i thought that was the end of it and then next thing you know scotty mccreary singing it on american idol and (laughs) and kind of gave it a a rebirth but even before that i had gone and done uh the cmt cross-country show with randy travis and when that show took off, uh, uh, CMT started playing it over and over and over again. And so that the, the sales skyrocketed, the exposure of that song skyrocketed. And, you know, it's just kind of, and then Chris Stapleton kind of becomes the, 
the hit artist that he is and people found out that he wrote it and it was just like this this you know snowball effect and people like you say people still to this day they love it have you and stapleton ever performed it together scotty and i have but not uh, me and chris um i've never really thought about that you and Scotty singing together, I just feel like that would be a competition on who can get lower. It's like the limbo, but with your voices, like, how low can you go? Chris and I have written together before, and it was very uh, challenging because he's way up here and I'm way down here. And uh, trying to find a key that he and I both can sing in is, is kind of a challenge. <laughs> you have four boys. I'm going from memory here. You have four boys, am I right? Yep. yep. What, is, what is Christmas like at your house with five males and your wife? <laughs> Uh, it's, it, it's a lot of energy, a lot of testosterone. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I, I just try to make sure they don't break anything so that that's, if we can get through Christmas without breaking too much stuff. I mean, you should have seen us that we've already put our Christmas tree up and putting the ornaments on the tree. I mean, it was like a demolition derby. It was like, uh, just see it. I mean, like so we had, there was, we had so much like broken ornament glass all over the floor. It was, it was uh, just a hazardous area. It was, uh, it was kind of crazy. Do any of your boys have your voice? Not yet, but I went, did through you have your twice, voice? So, I mean, yeah. there, there's still hope. Oh, <laughs> you had a voice change twice in your life. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> my, my oldest is 15 and his voice is starting to change a little bit. So uh, he, he's probably going to get there pretty soon. I just imagine them being born with beards. Like, that's what I imagine. Like like One of them almost and, was, yeah. <laughs> Josh Turner is on with us. He's got a Christmas album that I hope you guys check out. Uh, we were talking about that a little earlier, but I also want to take a second and talk about Macy's Wish List Wednesday, which is one of the reasons that Josh is on with us. And now's the perfect time to get gifts. Macy's has toys and games for the whole family or the perfect gift for that one person in your life who is still young at heart. All right, there's a whole list here. And on the list, I did see Hot Wheels, and you do have four boys. Are they into Hot Wheels at all, Josh? Oh, yeah. They love Hot Wheels. They love all the monster trucks, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, little racetracks and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that, that's definitely a, a, you know, a, a good item for them. And now Toys R Us is at Macy's, so it's games galore. And so check out Macy's.com slash wish list to build your own wish list for all your gifting needs. Or you can make your own wish list. Go to Macy's.com slash believe. You can write a letter to Santa because this week for every letter submitted to Santa online, Macy's will double their donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, donating $2 for every letter up to a million bucks. So that's in addition to the $1 million they've already committed. Well, it sounds like the Turner Christmas is awesome and just filled with love and that's really cool the, the the record is amazing if you're looking for a christmas record it is called king size manger and it's it's got classics it's got originals um and it is josh's first christmas album which why did it take you so long josh uh you know i've just really been focused on trying to establish myself as an artist and just trying to have hits sell records you know just build my fan base um making a Christmas record has always been on my list of things to do. But, uh, you know, after I had made my first gospel record back in 2018 and we saw how much success we had with that, uh, we decided to do a couple more, uh, passion projects. So I did the uh, country state of mind record that came out last year with all the classic country songs on it. And then, uh, you know, the, the next natural step was to do a Christmas record and I had plenty of time to, to work on it. So I did, and I'm very proud of this record. You're all over the place doing the Holiday and the Hits tour schedule, and I was looking at some of the dates, um, and a lot of the cities that the show is in Vegas, 
Um, you're in Arizona, Iowa, Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan, Tennessee, just kind of looking down the list, but you're playing Christmas songs here. Do you still play your man? Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I play, uh, you know, most all of my hits during the show and a good handful from the King size manger record. Uh, my family's joining me, uh, on this tour oh, cool. and we, we, you know, we've played fo- four shows so far and we're having a blast. Cause if I go to a Christmas show for Josh Turner and I want to hear the Christmas songs, but if you don't play, why don't we just dance or hometown girl? I'm like, give my money back, Josh. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I wouldn't let you down. I got to play those. <laughs> All right. Appreciate that. All right. You guys uh, follow him at Josh Turner music. Check out King size manger. It's the Christmas album now that's out. And then Macy's wishlist Wednesday. You guys go to Macy's.com slash believe write a letter to Santa. Also help out a good cause. Josh, Merry Christmas, buddy. Talk to you soon. Merry Christmas. See you, Bobby. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan. Number two. Some big things happening for Abby and not in the best way. Abby. I mean, we talked about this week. You got $15,000 stolen from your bank accounts. Yes. And I'm not laughing because that's funny. I'm laughing because it's very awkward and terrible. It's very ridiculous is what it is. That this is happening. Yes. So give me like a, a small breakdown and then I, w- I want to hear an update if there is one. Okay. So I have three apps. I always heard Raymundo and Scuba talking about, you know, this crypto, all that, like Bitcoin and Dogecoin and all that. And I was like, okay, you guys are making money. It's shooting up sometimes. I want to make money too, if it's that easy, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, you hear people making money. Yes. I want to make money. Exactly. Okay. And and so I got one app at a time and I'm up to three apps. Okay. Like, and what I'm are intense. these three apps so we can... What are the three apps? Yeah. So one is Robinhood. Okay. And then one is... Coinbase, and then the the third one is Crypto.com. And which one do you think you're experiencing the issues from? Crypto.com. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because now here's the thing. Now, Crypto.com, is it an app or is it just on a website? It is just an app. That's the problem. It's only an app. Okay. And the the reason I have all three of them is because you can only get certain ones on certain apps. Certain uh, cryptos. Yes. Okay. Like I wanted Dogecoin, and so I had to get that like on Robinhood. But then Robin Hood didn't have the other one I wanted, which was like a Shiba Inu. Shiba Inu. Does that sound right <laughs> to you? Dogecoin. Shib. That, that's a different one. It's like the I name of a dog. I thought Dogecoin was Shiba. Doge. No. See, it's it's very confusing. But that's no. just a meme, I guess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think they kind of made that to make fun of Dogecoin because it's like the dog one. I'm confused, but hey, I was just like, I'm going to put some money into this. I didn't put much money into it, by the way. I put Wait, like 100 bucks. I was going to say, how much did you put into like each one? Like 100 in okay. each one. Because like the Shiba one, I don't even know how to say it, is like point zero 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 eight cents, right? Yeah. So you could get like 4 million shares or whatever for like not very much money. So that's what I did. And that's the one that ended up being hacked or I don't know oh, what it was. Boy. Okay. But I was, I got a text so I have like, um, on my credit card, I just have it automatically pay out of my account. Okay. And so I keep a certain amount in my, in my, um, my like checking account. Right. And that's where my charge card goes out of. So I did when I was, I was busy like last week and, but I did get a text and it was like overdraft alert on your card or on your account. And I was like, Oh shoot. I probably, you know, my credit card bill was probably too much. So I like transferred some money over. I didn't really think about it. The next day I get on, I have like 12 to 15 charges from crypto.com. What? Okay. So they were charging your account through. Through the app. 
They weren't getting into your account. No, it's like they got on because my debit card was hooked up to crypto.com. So it's like they somehow got into my app and was just like buying all this stuff. I think I can't get into my app. That's the other problem. So I can't see where this money is. So I think they took over my account and it won't even let me sign in anymore. Okay, so so what's happening now? That was kind of the update you shared on the show this week. Yes. Is there any new updates? I'm still waiting for my bank because I had to fill out like a like a fraud alert type deal to say I did not make these charges. <laughs> and they I was on the phone with her and she's like, "Okay, that's very obvious that you didn't make those. It's yeah. very weird amounts." It was like 1788 or 1782.36. I mean, like How do you prove with them though that you didn't? Like, are they trying to make you prove that? No, they're really not. Okay, good. And I don't know, like my bank, it's a bank in Kansas. So I don't know if that's like to my advantage, but they're really not questioning it. I'm just like, this, I did not do this. And I had to sign it each line, like what I did not authorize, that I did not authorize that payment. Um, And then it takes a few days to get it back, whether they like approve it. Okay. So if they approve, you'll get your money back. Yes. And I think most likely they're going to, that's what she's like saying. But it just makes me nervous because it, it is a debit card. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you've done business with them. And I'm like, I know, but I did not like mean to do these. I did not authorize these at and all. And have you had any success in trying to get into the crypto.com situation? No, because they make you do the weirdest verification pro- uh, process. Tell me if you think this sounds legit. Okay? okay. So what I found out is the day before this happened, I got a weird email from crypto.com. And they were like, we have like changes in your account. We need to like verify this is your identity. So they said, take a picture, like holding a piece of paper that says crypto.com and the date showing your face and your arm is showing holding this. Right. And I ignored it. because I was like, that's sketchy. That's, yeah, that's, that's not weird. legit at yeah. all. And then the next day this happens. Well, when I emailed them to help me with this, they said the same thing. They're like, in order for us to check on this, we need you to verify your identity. And I'm like, so that means someone else may have just sent that. If they hacked into my email, they could have seen that email. So that you could have done that. And how are they not going to know that you're not me? What? Because they don't, I don't know if they okay. have an ID. That is, that's a bogus way of trying to verify somebody's identity. All they have to do is send you a text to your, to your phone to exactly. confirm who you are. That's what I said. I was like, can you not call me on this number? And they're like, no, we don't do it that way. We need you to send a picture. I'm like, how do you know that's me? Anybody well, could send one. I a PSA that you should not be a part of that. Because I, I mean, I've had Robin Hood for, I think, like a year and a half, two years really? now. Never had any hey. issues. Yeah, I haven't had with them. And the thing is, another thing I think you were telling me, the others I had the the phone. You had you the know, authentic, the, like the, yes. so like... PSA, if you have any apps on your phone that have any information, even your social media accounts, you should have two-factor authentication on. That prevents, like, literally every time you try to log in from a new device or something that the the app doesn't recognize, it makes you put in a code. Mm-hmm. Put it on everything. I, I Email, I have it on my Gmail account. I have it on all my social media. I have it on everything. So not one person could get into those without access to my cell phone. Yes. Or if you can do the face ID. Yes. Because that's what's on the other apps, mm-hmm. the like Robinhood. I just put it in front of my face and it lets me in. This is the only one I didn't have that on. Well, and it doesn't sound like they even had any authentication on this app anyways. No. And it's wow. just very weird because on there you have to like verify you're making that payment. And I forget which way because I get them all confused because I have three. But I, I just don't understand how it would be that easy to make that many. 
Um, but yeah, so I, that's where the I'm hackers. at with, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what they do for a living. They're just sitting there. Seriously, just draining money from people's accounts. Yes. And so that's why I'm like, I want this. I know if I get my money back, okay, that's awesome. Like, thank you. But it needs to be, I need to know what happened, like who this is. And I want them to get caught. I mean, yeah, likely not going to happen, but yeah. No, I'm like, do I go to the FBI? I think you should. <laughs> yeah. I think you should just be like, hey, this, I mean, this, is, this isn't like 500 bucks. Right. This is $15,000. Yes. You are clearly over like a limit. And yes, I think you should at least report it to them. Mm-hmm. So then maybe they, it helps in a case that maybe they're working on. Maybe this has happened to somebody else. Yes. Or yeah. that it could be doing, yeah, they're it, probably it doing it right now. It could be that, that app in general. It could be that app that's doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what makes me mm-hmm. <laughs> nervous. But I can't get in until I take a picture. And I just feel like that's so sketchy. Yeah, it is. But I guess at this so point. are you going to have to? I, that's the only thing they're going to do. This is like. They're not going to look. This is it. like how you used to make sure somebody wasn't catfishing you before Photoshop <laughs> was a thing. Yeah. Like, hey, put a, put a picture of and take a picture on your um, your digital with camera. Yeah. And, and with the date. Yep. Like, hold a newspaper with a date on it. This feels like this app is trying to, to catfish you. Yes. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. it's so weird. But One yeah, so. other news that is not related to this, which I do hope you get good news back from the bank. Sounds like things yes. are moving in that right direction. Direction. Yes, <laughs> Words. Words. I want to hear if there's any other life updates. Do you have any dating updates? Anything? Any good news for me? I really don't. There, there's nothing in the dating department at all. Nothing. No. You're not pursuing anything on any level. Are you on dating apps? Yes, but mm. I'm not very active on them. I have had my mom in town for two weeks, mm. um, so we've been, like, on the go, and I don't want to just sit there, like, talking to guys, planning dates or, you know, whatever. So Frolicking around town. Yeah, I've just been with my mom, chilling, um, <laughs> just waiting. I do feel like in... in- <laughs> And you can tell me if you feel like this, too. I was talking to some girlfriends, and I think holiday season is the worst time to be dating. It is. Oh, it's the worst. Wait. Yeah. Tell me how. Well, because I think um, so often, especially in a place like Nashville, people are traveling home. People are gone. Yes. Yeah. It's really hard to go on dates. And you have a lot of people who commitment is hard. Right. First off. (laughs) Right. And then it's cuffing season at the same time. Yes, that's where I was going to go. So, <laughs> like, it's cuffing season, though. Yes. It, it is cuffing season, but we're too late. We're past it. I know. I think if, if you were going to be part of cuffing season, it would have had to start at the beginning of November, if not before then. <laughs> okay. So I think we're in the middle of it. Yeah. I did not get cuffed. <laughs> I think you're, you're good for 2021, and then you'll get cuffed for 2022. Okay. I That's do. Kind of sad. Because, uh, I mean, are you going home for Christmas? Yes, I am. See? You're going to be going home for Christmas. I know. And and people go home and they spend a week or longer at home for a while and you don't see anybody. So And it's really hard to, to start a new relationship that way. Right. In general, for, for everybody. I know, it is. So I think holiday dating is hard. But uh-huh. I will also say that holiday dates are fun. I know. Taking <laughs> that, them to like a little Christmas saying. pop up. I know. That's what I was saying. I'm like, I feel like this right now is the most fun time or the most, the time you want someone the most <laughs> to yes. do all that stuff with. You do. You want, you want somebody at the, at the seasons. And I think, you know, a way that I navigated that before I had my boyfriend was I just did all the stuff that I wanted to do with my girlfriends. Uh-huh. 
Which you, I think you're doing some of that with your mom. Yeah. From what I've seen on your She's social media. <laughs> you guys have been frolicking to some Christmas spots. Yeah, that's been so fun. And I think Aww. I think that's the best way you navigate that, is mm-hmm. you do it with just somebody you love, because love comes in all forms, right? right? Friendship, family, whatever that looks like. And you find somebody in your life that you love, mm-hmm. and you do that stuff with them. I still think you can enjoy the season if, if you're single. Yes. I, I can attest to that for three years I did that, and I enjoyed all three of those seasons very much. I also might have even had more fun than usual. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, we were bar hopping like crazy to every Christmas bar in town. And I mean, I, there's something different about being able to do that when you're single than in a relationship. So mm-hmm. I think there's still fun to be had. Yeah. In the holiday season, <laughs> even when you're single. Right. It's yeah. Sad. It's a little sad, I think. <laughs> I think, yes. Like, I don't know. Just because you see so many couples like walking around mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I want that. But... I, yeah. I do think the the loneliness and the seasonal depression is definitely very real too. Yes, it's still a part of it. Mm-hmm. But the the way you kick that in some ways is by grabbing a friend and saying, "I just need to I I, I want to do these things." Yes, and you're gonna do it with me. <laughs> I know. I'll be doing that. Yeah. Hey, I will go to all the holiday Christmas things you want to go to. Okay. I'm all about it. I know you. I've already told, I've already told my boyfriend, I'm like, listen, I got, I got plans with my girlfriend. (laughs) So you'll fall into the other areas that I don't do the things with. See, that's what I love. That's a healthy relationship right there. Mm -hmm. That right there. Oh, and he's in full support of it. Mostly too, because he doesn't necessarily care to do all the Christmas things that I definitely (laughs) want to do. Right. I am always over Christmas. Like I will do everything Christmas. And he's like, uh, I'm going to sit this one out. Yeah, most, <laughs> no. most dudes, yeah. most, there are some, but most dudes aren't definitely as in love with Christmas as us women are. Right. Well, we see like the fun, the cute drinks and they see it as like, that's a $15 drink. Excuse yes. me. <laughs> like, and we see it like know. Hallmark movie. This could be my <laughs> yeah. real life. Yes. You know? Exactly. Oh yeah. man. So what, ha- where have you and your mom been exploring while she's been in town? Oh man, we went everywhere. We went to a Titans game. Okay. Cause Love it was her that. birthday. Yeah. So I wanted to like give her a really good birthday. And she loved it? Yes. Good. Um, and then we went to Opry, Opryland, like the hotel and looked at the lights. Oh yes. And they're amazing. Opryland is beautiful at Christmas time. Yes. And they did a new thing outside. They have ice skating. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think they had that last year. They did. Did they? They did? Mm-hmm. What? I missed it. Yeah. Like, out on the front, uh-huh. kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. Yeah, and they it have, is. like, tubing and... Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Then I missed out last year. I don't know where <laughs> I was last year then. Well, who's well, cool? Hey, listen, when I tell you I did all the Christmas things, I always <laughs> do all the Christmas year. things. Yes. No, I think I do remember seeing you going ice skating. I was like, <laughs> where was that? Maybe that was it. <laughs> what else have we done? Um, I saw you guys tried Bushwhackers for the yes. first time. Her. Well, she loves, I mean, they're not, this is not her first time. She absolutely oh, she loves, loves them. them. She's obsessed with them. Have you had them? Yes. Okay. Now, I don't know entirely what's in them. Do you? Um, it, Like every alcohol you can think of. And she got the recipe, so now she makes them at home. She's crazy. <laughs> but it's like alcohol, I mean, duh, vodka, rum, like Kahlua, kind of like Kahlua, but not Kahlua, the other okay. one. Um, milk, I mean, everything. You because it's like of. a milkshake. It's like yes. a frozen alcoholic milkshake. Mm-hmm. It's like a um, eggnog on steroids. Basically, yeah. But year round. They serve uh-huh. them year round here. And they're so strong. I really only need one and I'm good. Yes. If you have, does she have more than one? She has like two. One time she had four. <laughs> <laughs> like my whole thing, it was not good. <laughs> if you're coming to Nashville, make sure you have four bushwhackers. Do like not have four. 
because they drove home the next day and have never been so hungover. Uh, and I was like, yeah. that's a terrible idea. So yeah, we do that. We get bushwhackers all the time. Um, where do you she, get? Where do you guys get your favorite bushwhackers from? Uh, Broad, Broadway Brewhouse. Okay. So it's on Broadway, and then there's kind of one by my house, kind of that I go to <laughs> all the time. It's just like a dive bar, kind of. Very divey. You know? Yeah. Yes. But good, good food, good environment, and mm-hmm. bushwhackers. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we just kind of hung out and chilled, and you know. I don't even know what else I did. We did a lot. <laughs> she went to like the, the race with me and everything. So that was fun. The race, the NASCAR thing that was in town. Oh, no, I didn't do that. I meant like the St. Jude race. Oh, I ran. Because <laughs> it's been the two marathon weeks. Yes. And the half marathon. Yes, half marathon. Okay. <laughs> yes. So she was here for that. Mm-hmm. And how did she think you did on the national anthem? She thought I did really good because I'm so critical of myself. And I was just like, that was not good. Ugh. And she was like, it was so good, Abby. Like, she's like my, you know, hype girl when I like to tear myself down. So, oh. but she was, she loved being That's here, what we need that. moms for. That's what they're great at. That's true. I'm very so critical of myself. she's been here since so. then and celebrated Thanksgiving with you. Yes. When she head back? Um, today. Oh. Yes. I'm very sad. But you'll I see her in her. a few weeks, yes. right? Yeah. Good. But she gets me like out doing things, you know? Kind of instead I'm of like, home, like being busy and yes, like going like, in a hole. Yeah, I'm like, let's go do fun stuff. So, well, and, it, and it's it's that partial entertaining too, right? Mm-hmm. Like when somebody's here, you're just in entertaining mode, and you yes. want to make sure they have a good time. Exactly, it's the best part about people coming to visit I know, in Nashville. I love when people come visit. I'm like, come visit me, because you also try new things that you don't typically would go out and do either. Exactly. Yeah, you're like I gotta go try all the new restaurants. Uh huh. Gosh. Know. Okay, so we will end it on that note by saying our favorite restaurant in town right now in Nashville for people coming to visit what they should definitely go and eat. I know. I'm hard. terrible at these. I say like Chewy's. <laughs> you can't. everywhere. You have to do one that's in Nashville. What else? Oh, shoot. My favorite. What's my I, favorite? I was reminded, I mean, I've always said this and it's always been on, on my list, but Pancake Pantry. If you come here, breakfast at Pancake Pantry is very hard to beat. It is the line is worth it. You don't wait in line for very long, and the pancakes are to die for. They are good. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't wait long in line? No. When I went, I waited like an hour. Yeah, with no. My friends. I'll also tell you, like, go go a little bit later, like closer to when they're going to close, or go super early. Don't okay. go during like the rush hour because yes, you will wait forever. Okay. But definitely go like towards the end of their shift, which I think closes at like three, uh-huh. or at the beginning, like right in early, because I think they o- open at like six a.m. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, one of the two. And you can even buy their homemade syrup, which is so good. You can? Yes. Ah! They oh, have cinnamon sugar syrup, which oh. is what I always get on my chocolate chip pancakes. So good. Amazing. Okay. That, that doesn't sound good. Chocolate chip, no. I know. You don't like chocolate I'm, <laughs> Hey, a lot of people do. Abby. I know. I'm the only one that doesn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Since we're on the bushwhacker thing, I'm going to say Broadway Brew House because they have really good food. They do. I promise. What I, should somebody order if they go there? I get the quesadillas. Okay. They're so good. The chicken quesadilla, the big daddy quesadilla. The big daddy quesadilla with a bushwhacker. Yeah, that's my, that's (laughs) what I get when I go. That's exactly what I get. But everything's good. They have good wraps and everything. Okay. A little divey spot and a little breakfast spot for all you people coming to Nashville sometime soon. Woo. Okay. Well, right now you guys can hear Abby and her entire story of how $15,000 got taken from her bank account. You just heard the little update, but this is where it all started. Hey, Abby, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Abby's our phone screener, so if you call the show, she answers. She's the gatekeeper. She puts some people through. She holds some people back. (laughs) Uh, But 
Abby had kind of a, a, an emergency situation where a lot of your money was stolen, right? Yes, it was. Karma. Okay. No, listen to this. Before you guys get into that, one, I'm surprised that, that you had so much money in the account. How much money was stolen out of your account? Uh, 15000 Wow. Yeah. paid back there. <laughs> well, it was, I mean, most of it was in my savings, but I had to transfer it to cover that they were taking out of my checking. So, and then what kind of an account was it? Okay, so you know, like Dogecoin and Bitcoin and all those? I have three of those apps on my phone because all the guys were talking about it at work one day, you know, and I was like, I want to be rich too. <laughs> and so I got all the apps and they're all, you know, joined to my bank account. And I was getting texts that were saying like overdraft. And I kind of, I don't know why, I kind of ignored them a little bit because I was like, oh, I guess it paid my, you know, credit card. That's what it must be. I looked the next day. Yes, $15,000 out of So my they account. used those apps to take money from your checking account or savings account, mm-hmm. and then they just unloaded the money in those apps to their account. I get, and I can't get in the app. That's the other issue. I can't get in to look at where it is. And then they're not responding back to me because you have to get in the app to be able to talk to them. There's a lot So happening. what are you going to do? I talked to my bank. They're going to be sending something in a couple days where I have to sign to get it back. But I've been asking Scuba to help me. But <laughs> Scuba, <laughs> help me? Yeah, I blame, he's good listen, at that app. Like. I blame Raymundo because I don't think Abby's downloading a bunch of <laughs> Bitcoin apps if it wasn't for Raymundo talking about get-rich-quick schemes, That's right? actually, actually true. Yes, I sit right by him, and he's there the one go. that told me to. <laughs> he gave me the <laughs> code. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> like the first one. <laughs> Raymundo, you have a lot of these schemes and you talk about, you know, what, what stocks to buy on these apps. Have you ever made any money doing this? Yes. Uh, Ether. It, it used to be in the hundreds. Now it's at like $4,000. So, yes, I've made money off, off Ether. Bitcoin right now has gone down a little bit. So, I mean, it's 50-50. Okay, it's not called Ether, first of all. Ethereum. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Second of all, you just talked about what it, what it costs. I don't ever recall you actually buying it and then selling it. Yeah, no, I bought it, and I'm just letting it go up. But yes, some, we told Abby to get it So you it haven't on- made any money yet. So, so you haven't made any money yet. <laughs> okay, me and Scuba got Abby a ton of money on Dogecoin, so she owes us for that. Yes, she lost By the way, Dogecoin book. tanked. I oh bought some God. of that just to be funny. It ta- it's, it's worth like a fifth of what it was worth. Anyways, it was at 50 cents and she won 10 times her money. So <laughs> at one time. I didn't, I didn't sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, you're down $15,000 right now. <laughs> yes, that's terrible. I, uh, I don't even Lunchbox is shaking his head like karma got her. You. I'm just saying, you guys always talk about me having karma and bad things happen to me. You know, when you do bad things, bad things happen. So, I mean. She didn't do a bad thing. She played a prank on you. That's it. Well, maybe I'm playing a prank on do her. Do you think she oh, deserves. Oh, my. Do you think she deserves that $15,000 stolen from her lunchbox? Nah, that's probably pretty bad. Okay. I mean, but and she's going to. Secondly, get- you're pulling a prank on her like you know how to hack anything. You can't even log <laughs> into your own computer. That's true. Great point. <laughs> Abby, let us know how this turns out. I'm sorry that happened to you. I will. I'm nervous. That's like a new car. Yeah, me too. That's real money. I was surprised that, again, like Amy, I was like, you just had $15,000 in an account like that? (laughs) Well, yeah, in my savings. Not in my checking. Thank you, Abby. We hope hope this works itself out. Thank you. Me too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Like I'm on the phone with her. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you. See you. Right. Talk to you later. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. 
We love a good throwdown on the show. And we had another thespian throwdown. You know, Abby and I just touched on it briefly, but I had brought up that I used to act in college and, and when I was younger. So naturally, it meant a competition between me and the aspiring actor on the show, Lunchbox, to see who could um, throw down the best scene. Now, we're not going to talk about it too much because we don't want to give it away. We want you guys to experience both of these scenes in their full action. So you can nicely give your opinions online. But Abby, tell me who you think was the best. Oh, no doubt you. (laughs) No doubt. (laughs) I could just like tell. No, I think he did great too. I really did. He's getting better. Yeah. No, he was real. I was like, okay, wow, Lunchbox. He really did get into it. But you did beat him. Oh, for sure. Thank you. Like I could just like tell, like you just had it in your voice and you just like. Flipped on this switch. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. I can that's only so do good. see when I and I attest this to Lunchbox and I've said it every time and I will continue to say it. I think Lunchbox would be so good in comedy movies. I think that is his bread and butter. <laughs> yes. I really do. He would. Like I, I can do great drama and things. I'm not good at comedy. That's not my forte. Mm-hmm. I might make people laugh because I'm an idiot, but like <laughs> he can make people laugh just by being who he is. Uh-huh. Oh, he'd be so good in a comedy. Yeah. Yes. And that is talent. Comedy mm-hmm. is talent. It is. So I you know what? Besides this that's being thrown on and and you'll see what the the final results are, I still say Lunchbox should pursue an acting career in comedy. Mm-hmm. Keep going, Lunchbox. You got this. (laughs) Lunchbox was upset during a post show that we were doing because Morgan talked about being an actor in her college days and having actual stage experience. He also said, how come she didn't talk about this until I started being in acting classes? Like you felt that... She's only bringing it up, what, because she's jealous of you now, Lunchbox? Yeah, she's jealous of the success I've had in my <laughs> acting classes being nominated for tele-Emmys, and she's like, well, I hate to tell you, I was an actress in college, and I mean, mm-hmm. I could have gone places if I would have really pursued it, and I'm, oh, here we go, now everybody's good at acting. She's like, no, I was really good. <laughs> Morgan, did you tell Lunchbox you could have gone places? No, I didn't. I just okay. said that I was decent. <laughs> I mean, See, I... I, 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 I I almost, if I stayed at college another year, I could have had a minor in acting. Wow. Oh, look at you. Quite the bit of acting experience. Hey, Lunchbox, to our new listeners, would you explain what a tele-Emmy is? Uh, yeah, I've been taking these acting classes, but due to COVID, they've all been virtual. So they do a virtual tele, so it's like a teleconference in, and it's an Emmy. You get awards for uh, acting, and I'm up for best duo, and also for best <laughs> accent. <laughs> So they can't just throw the word Emmy around, right? I mean, copyright. Yeah, yeah. someone owns Emmy. Yeah, but well, I mean, they don't throw it around. But Bobby, they don't assume that anybody outside of this video <laughs> conference is going to ever be talking about it, <laughs> except for Lunchbox. <laughs> P- pick a number between one and ten, Lunchbox. Five. Morgan, pick a number. Seven. The number was four. Lunchbox, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. (laughs) All right, Morgan, what scene have you chosen? I have chosen a scene from 10 Things I Hate About You. It's Julia Stiles as Cat. Okay, here is Morgan's performance. It's about 30 to 45 seconds of her doing Julia Stiles, Cat, and 10 Things I Hate About You. Go ahead. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. And I hate it when you stare. I hate your big, dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much. It makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate the way you're always right. And I hate it when you lie. 
I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse, when you make me cry. I hate it that you're not around. And the fact that you didn't call. But mostly, I hate the way that I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Come on. Wow. wow. That's amazing. I, the, ba- the, the hair on the back of my neck stood up. Yeah. I felt that. That wasn't believable. What? What? <laughs> wasn't believable. There was no emotion. There was Morgan, all that kinds was so, of emotion. That was so good, Morgan. That Thank was so you. good. That's so good. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Morgan, I'll let you speak on your performance first. How did you feel about how that came off? I feel pretty good. I mean, I, I would critique myself that I could have added a few more inflection in my voice there, but I, I feel pretty good about just sitting here in cold read. Lunchbox, how'd you feel about Morgan's performance? I didn't feel like there was a lot of emotion. I felt like it was very monotone. There wasn't a lot of up and down. There wasn't like a, it didn't feel heartfelt. Like she didn't seem like she was pouring her emotions what? into it. It was an emotional scene. Did you not hear the uh, I? Her voice was cracking. I, I don't even hate you. <laughs> Lunchbox, when you do big eyes, the listeners can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> like when you make facial expressions to show that you, do, like no one listening knows what you just did. Okay. I, oh, I'm trying to be nice, but it wasn't that okay. good. I don't want to influence the judges, but you know, you guys, if you guys, if that made your hair on your neck stand up, then you haven't been listening to my acting clips. Okay. Uh, up next, Telly Emmy nominated. Yep. Lunchbox. Now, what scene will you be doing, Lunchbox? Well, since she did a love scene, you know, I got to get romantic, too. And I did When Harry Met Sally, Billy Crystal as Harry. Okay. Because I I thought about doing Shawshank Redemption, (laughs) but let's be honest. I've only seen it one time, so I don't really know the movie very well. So it was kind of hard to kind of get into character and know what was going on. All right. Performing second. Lunchbox doing a scene from When Harry Met Sally. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, you didn't say action. Usually when I'm on set, they say action. When have you ever been on a set? Like, really? Um, no, I really never have. I just <laughs> see it in the movies. I'm just trying. All right, to- I- All right here we go. Like, three, two, one, action. I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend the day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Okay, there it is. Wow, nice job. that was good. Uh, no, where's your hair on your neck on that one, sir? Sir? I mean, don't even act like that wasn't good. That was a home run. That was a home run. I will say for you. Oh, that here was we go. Good. Can that you? I, I have a question about if we missed a word. Um, he did miss words. Yes. The crinkle of the nose, that part. Mm-hmm. It seemed like you went. I love when. I love when you. I have a crinkle. Of my nose. No, I said you he get did, a crinkle. He did miss. He did miss some words, but it's okay. okay. It's okay. Okay. We won't. We won't penalize him from that because they just got to be seen a few minutes ago. Okay. 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 I thought it was great. He did say my favorite thing was when he really highlighted the word nuts. He went. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose." And when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. <laughs> yeah. The dramatic effect. Yeah, yeah, I really like the, you know, the accent on nuts. I, I get why he gets accent of the year. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay. How do we pick? I don't exactly, just... can't. I mean, I, I mean, it's easy. Vote me. <laughs> Obvious. Everybody gets a vote. Okay. Raymundo, we'll start with you. M2, love the crud in your throat. That really made it believable. Don't know if that was planned. No, it's uh, just she has a speech thing where she gets crap in her she throat. She does. Yeah. Okay. Yes, but that, that did not happen. That was real. Lunchbox uh, with the sniffling. I mean, some of the stuff you did didn't really fit. It just kind of drew me away from your acting, and it made me think you that you were wait, acting. Wait. What? Like, I forgot that M2 was acting. You, I was like, okay, he's acting the whole time. So because of that, M2 gets my vote. Woo! Yes. I what thought do you mean? when he was sniffling, he was acting with COVID. I thought he's like, <laughs> no, the sniffling is your emotion. You're you're pouring oh, your heart out. I the- thought you were trying to indicate because you kn- you smell her when she's not around. Yes. So you go, yes. Yeah, you smell your clothes. That's what it says. You smell your clothes. Yeah. Like, I can smell you on my clothes. That's what it's all about. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't know how you guys, if you guys know what acting is. Hey, okay, yeah. Lunchbox, I've acted in like a few shows and a movie. Okay. All right. No, no, not okay. Like, Have you I, been up for a little- Emmy? I haven't. You got okay, me, but um, uh, Point lunchbox. <laughs> Scuba Steve, you can yell your vote. Go ahead. I mean, real quick and easy, it's definitely going to be Morgan. I hate Woo! to say it, but uh, it's almost like Lunchbox is typecasted as comedy, so when he's doing something that has emotion, I don't believe it. Mm, he's like Urkel doing sad <laughs> sad stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's okay. your fault for not being able to envision. Eddie? Well, here's the thing. I mean, when Lunchbox read his, I laughed. And I wasn't supposed to be laughing because I know it was a serious part of a movie. I don't think he's supposed to be crying in that part, really. So I think it was over dramatic. What do you Man, mean? Wait, wait. Hold on. Morgan number two, I mean, she was great. I thought I was watching the movie, Bones, and she was sitting right next yeah. to me. I wasn't even looking at her. I was, like, trying to visual, visualize what's happening. Fantastic. Oh, A+. Plus. Wait, wait. Why is she supposed to cry during that scene, but I'm not supposed to cry during my scene? I they're don't the, know. They're the exact same thing. Love scenes where you're confessing that you really love somebody and I want to spend the rest of my life with them. When you propose to your wife, age, you cry? Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, I sure think he's did. just confused. Oh, Lunchbox, your... did you cry when you proposed? No, because it was on the phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy, uh, your, your winner. I don't have a long explanation for this. It's just Morgan. <laughs> yeah. No. And I'll go to, I thought Lunchbox was actually... For him, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I agree. What does that mean for him? Whatever. He doesn't have, he has a, a small space where he's able to be good. And when he tries to be serious, <laughs> let him go. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> like he has like a, a really, like if you look at a pizza pie and there's a really, sl- there's a sliver there. He needs to be in that sliver that he has perfected, which is like dopey country. Yeah. Like he could, he could be that character. No, I like when to stretch myself to- as an actor. Okay, well, don't. But when he tries to be that character, it comes off as weird. And he's like coughing up loogies in the middle of it. No, it's a whole thing. <laughs> but I did think he was good. I did think he was good for what we've heard from him. So, so improvement, you voted for I think me. I think your classes are paying off. So you voted so, for me. So great job. That being said, when Morgan number two, I, it was just really good regardless of who she was. Oh, my God. Like I got the hair on the back of my neck stood up. Yeah. So oh I think we go five votes, Morgan number two. Woo! No votes, Lunchbox. And let's oh. give it Morgan number yes. two. Woo! It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Coming in hot at number one because it totally should. It was awkward. It was hilarious. It was all the things that made you feel nice and uncomfortable, but also made you laugh. And it was Amy and Raymundo making confessions about their cats. <laughs> yes awkward moment in studio. That was so awkward. I was answering phones and I had to stop just so I could listen to what was happening. It was like, I like the story got shared. Okay, this is how this all spun was because the story got shared about 
a woman breastfeeding her cat on an airline flight or on an airline on a flight, whatever. And then Amy was like, well, I've done this before. And Ray was like, well, I've done, you know, kind of this before. And I thought it was so funny because it's not very often you guys get to see like our kind of weird, crazy sides. We're we're fun and we have a good time in here. But every so often somebody drops like a tidbit of information and you're just like, hold the phone. (laughs) Yeah, we have to go back to that. And that's what happened when they both made these confessions. So, Abby, I want to ask you. Do you have any weird confessions to make that might level up to this? <laughs> that might level up? Uh, any any weird confessions in your life? Anything strange you think you've done? I mean, I'm trying to think of any in mine. I'm not, I'm particularly a weird human, but I'm not. I mean, I'm strange bizarre. too. Um, <laughs> I think we all have a little bit of weird. I, I don't think this is like really a confession because I can't really help it, but I flex my toes in every picture. So, like, when I'm in heels, like, my toes are sticking straight up. Other than that, I don't know. <laughs> That's so weird. Wait. Okay, so how did you don't start f- figuring that out that that happened? I just noticed in every picture. Like, every picture I'm wearing heels or flip-flops or anything, my toes are, like, shooting straight up towards the ceiling. And I'm just like, it's And so right. you started realizing when you're getting pictures taken that you're yeah. flexing your toes. Yes. I always have my toes like clenched always and I don't understand why do you not like taking photos no I love pictures I don't know what it is it's when I like when I pose they just they flex yes and I just it's weird because you're trying to be in a nice dress and look nice in heels and your toes are straight (laughs) up I don't know there's that's weird um (laughs) no I loved that one that was a good confession um now I'm gonna be looking at your toes I know I'm glad I said that (laughs) (laughs) gosh I'm trying to think of some some confessions in my life. I mean, I talk to my dog like a baby. I don't feel like that's a, no, a that's cute. big com- confession. I do. Anything's weird. Oh, you got another No, one. I mean, I just do like weird. I used to come up with like weird languages to talk. And I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Okay. I don't even know. Weird languages to talk, meaning? I would just make up words like that sounded like Spanish when I was young. <laughs> like you were trying to talk Spanish, but yeah. you knew it wasn't Spanish? Yeah. Okay. Like just weird. Out of nowhere, I would just start randomly talking. I don't know. I do no, I feel, like that's a, I feel like that's a more common thing in, in kids for sure. It's like your imagination's working. Yes. Okay. You're trying to kind of figure out. Because uh-huh. I do, I, I think similar things happen when I was a kid. <laughs> you just say weird things. Mm-hmm. Like you would just like, you'd watch something or see something and then you try to mimic it. Yeah. I think that was Maybe definitely a it. childlike trait. A little different if you were doing it now? Yes. You do it now as an adult? Yeah, no. <laughs> no. It no. was more when I was an adult, though. It was like in high school. I don't... I'm trying to think what else. I know. I'm sitting here, like, thinking back on my entire life if I have any strange things to confess. And I don't. I've never looked a cat. My first kiss was in a driveway. My driveway. Really? Yeah. Weird. Is that weird? I don't think that's weird. Well, the man had a, a strange name. I dated a lot of guys with strange wait, names. Wait. I'm not saying it because then everybody's <laughs> going to know who it is. Wait. I'm just going to say that I dated a lot of guys with strange names. Why? I don't know. It just happened that way. <laughs> that boyfriend, that same boyfriend that was my first kiss, also stole me a sign. Also well, not going to say what the sign is because <laughs> okay. then it points you back to that crime. You still have the sign? I don't well, think so. Be- it might be at... 
a house somewhere <laughs> in a storage unit. I don't know. Yeah. So you're like confessing for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm related to them in some way. That's true. But oh my gosh, this is bothering me. I can't think of anything because I know. I know I'm gonna go later and be like, oh my gosh, I did this. We can always come back on for confessions at another point in time. Okay, I'll think of confessions. Some deep dark confessions. I really don't have any. Well, now I feel like my life is boring. Me too. But I know, I know it's not. <laughs> I definitely haven't you licked have my cat. <laughs> okay, yeah, I haven't done that. You haven't licked your dog. I haven't licked my dog. I really haven't. I haven't done anything weird with my dog. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I'm I'm pretty normal in that area of animals. <laughs> All right. Well, it's more uneventful now than than what this segment is about to happen. Oh yeah. And if you missed it this week, I'm just telling y'all, you don't want to miss it now. Amy and Raymundo made some very interesting confessions about things they've done with their cats. That's all I'm going to say. Listen to it right now. Number one. A screenshot has gone viral of what looks like someone on a Delta flight breastfeeding on the plane. Her cat. (laughs) What? (laughs) 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 From news.com. It looks like she's breastfeeding her cat. Now, I encourage people. Baby's hungry. I don't care where you are. You should breastfeed. Have at it. I think it's crazy that we sexualize breastfeeding. That being said, should you breastfeed your cat? Period. Should you do it in public? I don't know where to... It feels weird. I'll be honest with you. It feels weird. All of it feels weird. Amy? Well, I don't know. Is the cat hungry? (laughs) Obviously. She doesn't have... Does it matter? Well, yes. Do you want the cat to starve? Because let me ask you this. If she were to pump the milk and then serve her cat the milk in a bowl, would that be okay? It's still weird. I'm going to be honest with you. It's still weird. But I think it's weirder to breastfeed a cat on an airplane. Yeah, yes, I, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do it, but yeah. I don't want to get canceled. Like I tell you guys, I walk out, every day I walk out and I slap the top of the door and says, don't get canceled today. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying not to get canceled, but I do think breastfeeding a cat, I think that's a no. I think that's a no for me, dog. That's what I think about that. <laughs> what about if you lick your cat? Okay. Now we're getting into Amy's life, real life here. <laughs> this is a what about that's actually real. So tell me more. Well, I, I, well, they say that you bond with they your say, cat. Okay. Oh hey, people oh say, mm, go no, ahead. that like, cause the mom licks the cat. And so my cat doesn't have its mom cause she, we, she joined our family and she was licking and I thought I wanted her to bond with me. So I started like rubbing my cheeks on her ear. Did you lick the cat? Be honest. Did you lick the cat? Yes, I just licked the cat. Oh my God. Lick the cat? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh my goodness. You like bathed the cat? Just a little bit. One, oh. With your tongue? <laughs> One lick. Like where did you lick it? On her head. No. <laughs> right. So it wasn't bad. She had it was she was it clean. Wasn't good. She was clean. <laughs> it was just one little lick. She's so cute. And I wanted to mm-hmm. bond with her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, this is weird. I think this is I feel weirder about this and the breastfeeding cat because I wasn't there. I'm actually here for this. Okay. Where Amy admits she licked her cat. Once, one lick on the forehead for bonding. That is very different than breastfeeding. Why not just rub your chin on it or your head? Why'd you have to go full I did do that. I don't know. I just was like, you know, rubbing my cheek Mm -hmm. on her. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go. I don't know. 
It wasn't anything weird or... Really? <laughs> yes, it was. You licked your cat. Oh, come on. Nobody... Did you get a hairball? <laughs> no, I didn't lick it that much. But I mean, I I bet y'all would be surprised how many people have maybe tried that. <laughs> Just... Mm. Let me check. I would be surprised if people Ray, said they had tried that. Yes. Who has a cat here? Ray has a cat. Ray, have you ever, Ray, you ever licked your cat? Licked Pablo. No, but I mean, there's times when I carry him and his mouth is very close to my nipple. I'm not physically <laughs> breastfeeding him, but his, I mean, his mouth will touch my nipple all the time. <laughs> this is bizarre, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Amy, don't even laugh because you lick your cat. <laughs> Oh okay. boy. Well, I don't know. I didn't. I. Th- I. I don't think. We're what basically I, some weird fetish site right now. No, I don't think what I did was weird or fetish-like. I did one mm-hmm. lick on the forehead. Yeah, or if you the say cat. one lick, that's actually five or six. No, it wasn't. It was yeah. one moment of bonding, and I think yeah, it I worked. You. I hear you. Uh, well, let's play Lee Bryce. I think yeah. I need a song and to go Good wash idea. my hands and <laughs> I need to sanitize. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Always fun having you on with me, Abby. I enjoy our little catch-up sessions. I do too. Although I do feel like both of our lives are pretty non-eventful at this moment. I know. Holiday season, you know, there's not a lot of crazy things happening. Right. It's like slowing down. Everybody's trying to like, you know, get through the rest of the year. Yes. We don't have a lot of crazy stories, but we did get some catch up on what's been happening in your life and some crazy stories of our past. I wanted to hear about yours, though, what you're doing, your boyfriend. About what I'm doing in yeah, my boyfriend. how your boyfriend is. He's good. That's about it. That's about all. I mean, <laughs> we could I, again, do a whole another... segment thing on that. So I know next time, and it always gets brought up randomly. But yeah, he's good. He he's a he's a great dude, and I am very much happy and enjoying life right now. Does we'll he have any friends? Any no. single friends? No single friends. He has I'm friends, kidding. but no single friends, unfortunately. Okay, I know. That's he's okay. a, the unicorns never have single friends. It, yeah, exactly. Because they are yeah they are the one. Yeah. Oh, well. Man. Well, Abby, let these people know, these nice, kind people that have been hanging out with us, where they can find you. On Instagram, I'm abby.anderson1 underscore. And oh, this makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah. And then Twitter, I'm singing Abby. So Singing Abby, not hanging, singing. Singing. Right, just singing. I'm hanging on to that one. So just singing Abby. <laughs> yep. I think you should change your Instagram to that. Should I? Yeah. You think? Why not? I don't know. Then you make them both, both match. That's true. I've been saying my this one, the abby.anderson one, though. Then it's going to switch. Yeah, I know, but like uh, Abby, my girl, I don't know that anybody <laughs> is actually able to find that. <laughs> you say it and then like they're they're like trying to write it down. They're like, yeah, I'm lost. I know there's like 20 Abby Andersons. No, there's like 100. There is. Yeah. A lot of Abby Andersons. A lot. That's okay. Only one you. Exactly. Exactly. And y'all can find me mm-hmm. at WebGirlMorgan on all the things, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, you know, whatever. Make sure y'all f- also go and follow the Bobby Bones Show at Bobby Bones Show on all the things and watch videos at bobbybones.com. There's a lot of fun ones up there. We did a draft. I mean, we had Christmas games get played. We had, oh gosh, I wish I could tell you all the segments we did this week because there was a lot. But there's some really great videos up there that you guys should be sure to watch after you get done listening to this. So thanks y'all again for hanging out with me. Thanks, Abby, for hanging out for a little bit. Thank you. It was fun. Always fun. I love y'all. Have a great rest of your weekend. Bye. This is a Bobby Bones show. Bobby Bones.